Chameleons are masters of blending in, of disguise. Instead of evolving venomous fangs or wings or speed, they developed a certain cunning for observation and adaptation. It has allowed them to exist in various sizes and shapes for at least a hundred million years. This ability to adapt, blend in, and mimic is particularly effective when eluding predators. But when it comes to people, where identity and meaningful interactions are imperative to healthy relationships, being a chameleon is not so beneficial. As John Green wrote in his book, An Abundance of Catherines, the problem with chameleoning your way through life is that it gets to the point where nothing is real. People don't trust fakes. People don't withstand liars. People starve for authenticity. It is this sentiment that led Eraldo Banovac to write, living a short life as a proud person is more worthwhile than living a whole century as a chameleon. This is the struggler is real, the chameleon. This is the mind spark. the last of five types of strugglers last week was last week last episode last episode was the leech and prior to that was the martyr prior to that the time traveler and prior to that the pickle go back and listen to them they're pretty good this one the final one the chameleon this is probably the one that bugs me the most <laughs> um, it's because it's spelled C-H. <laughs> yeah. Phonetically, it's a stupid word. <laughs> <laughs> so a chameleon is, as we know, an animal that changes to its surroundings. It changes the texture of its skin sometimes, the color to be able camouflage. to blend in to its surroundings. Yeah, How it moves. How it moves. Sometimes it'll kind of move with like a stuttering walk to mimic the movement of trees and branches. Um to really blend in. That's all it wants to do. It has no protection. I don't think a chameleon has any way to protect itself. It's not fast. It can't fly. It's not poisonous. So the only way it can protect itself is to blend in and hide. So how does this apply to strugglers? They have really good eyes. Do you have... <laughs> Which means they observe everything around them. Yes. They do. They have independently moving eyes, which which I think if you I wish I had. so to me the chameleon means like basically that. someone who is inconsistent or changes who they are based on who they're they're around. Meaning they're very low integrity. They can change. Chameleons can change really quickly. Yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had people. Where on one hand, they've said some as ridiculous as like, I hate chocolate. And 10 minutes later with another group, it's like, oh, I love chocolate. And I know that's a very superficial thing, but it's a sign of. But that's what we run into every day, what right? To do. Yeah. We run into those little things every day. Someone will walk into the room and then all of a sudden this person changes who they are. And you're like, where did my friend just go? It's like they're a totally different person because someone else walked into the room. And it, I think it's it's a survival tactic. It's, number one, they probably have low self-esteem. They don't see who I am is valuable enough. So, so what I have to do is read the room, which is the, what a chameleon does really well, reads its surroundings, 
and figure out who in there is the biggest threat to me, right? And then adjust who I am and how I act and what I like and what I say and how I speak to match that person, what they like or what they enjoy. No matter how uncomfortable so, it is. So you because know, then I will have an ally. You know the big bully guy who has a little sidekick? You know? Like you have a somebody who's a bully, they always have a sidekick. Batman and Robin. Yeah, like the <laughs> check your face. Like that one guy who's like the best way not to be bullied is to be the best bully's friend. And I'll agree with everything he says. Yeah. I'll help him pick out targets. You know, it's whatever. From Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, <laughs> or it's that one worm tongue guy on Lord of the Rings for Sauron. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was a good name, Worm Tongue, because he was just he's duplicitous. He was one way with people, a way with others, and he was there, and in the end, he got stabbed and he lost. I think Legolas shot him. Burned or something. Oh, it was amazing. He, he had it coming. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the point of it is, is like, you know, in the work we do and the people that we interact with and our friends, our families, and all our groups, you don't want to ever be caught. It's a terrible experience because I know I've done it. I've been, I've had to learn the hard way. Where you tell someone something and you tell somebody else something else and then those two groups meet and they realize, well, I thought Feely was this way. That that makes some of the best movies, right? Oh, it's horrible. A a lot of plots for a lot of movies are that way. Well, there's every, I think every episode, every other episode of Happy Days was like, I'm having a date with two girls and I got to make sure that they never meet at the same restaurant. Right. You you promise someone something and you promise someone and you got to meet both of their promises. It doesn't happen. And you have to go into the bathroom and change your shirt in a very different way and then come out to the other date and then go back in and change it back. And you you have a day. British accent on one side and you're some weirdo from me. So why does that bother us so much? Why does it bother me so much? It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. It's inauthenticity to the max. It's who are you? That comes down to that's it. That's got to feel so uncomfortable for that person as well. So it's insecure, but there's got to be a payoff there. The payoff is... They survived. They think everyone likes me. I'd rather be liked by everyone. Like, I don't ever want to meet a group of people that don't like me. Maybe, because that's what I view in certain people, is like they want to be liked, have something to talk about with everybody. Where when you're really comfortable with yourself, you're like, we don't have to be friends, you know that? (laughs) We, We don't have to talk. Like, we can be cordial. I can be polite. But I'm not going to share how I actually feel about things. I don't, who the heck are you? You know, like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, they just, they don't understand that you can have totally different viewpoints and actually still be friends. Yeah. It's like, I don't see your viewpoint. I don't agree with it. But you know what? There's, there's enough other things that we agree on that we can still be friends. It's almost like a very infantile. Is there a possibility, though, that they see it as compromise? If they see it as I'm the so adaptable, best negotiator. And, yeah, and I'm I'm so adaptable, and I'm such a good compromiser, and I'm such a good negotiator. It doesn't matter who you put me in a room with; I'll be their best friend. So they're overconfident. 
It's, could it be that way could, too? Yeah, I, I guess it could be. Well, like a salesman kind of like. But that's exhausting, isn't that exhausting? Maybe they get a rush out of it. Maybe that's their big thing. Yeah, it's a big like I'm I'm duping everyone. <laughs> and oh, I'm but, amazing! But, but I don't even work here. <laughs> Here's the thing: all the actual yeah. smart people see it. You can smell it a mile away. You know, and so you end up having all of these fragmented fake relationships unless you have two of them in the room together then what happens or is it like two black holes rotating each other eventually they just yeah. combine and destroy each other it's like you go first no you go first no yeah. you go so first you, uh, <laughs> like the third law of thermodynamics Cheaters? states that two of these entities get together <laughs> Our whole existence, <laughs> our whole fabric of the universe would just melt away. The gamma rays BS from this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why Thanos wanted to destroy <laughs> half of humanity. You know? No, honestly, though, um, I think you see it a lot in, in famous people. They're really good at this because they're whole thing is maintaining fans right so they don't want to ever take too firm a stance on anything and the ones that do their fans are hardcore but they don't have as many i can see that and the people who want a broader appeal will be very careful not to ever take too too so, firm so a stance would you on say anything. it's quantity or quality over quantity or quantity over quality absolutely i'd rather because have you're saying i want million everyone to like me yeah. Instead of I want this core people that I really truly value to like me. See, th- there's a balance there because, like elevator talk, a hallway talk. Somebody's comes across, hey, how's it going? Having a good day? Blah blah blah. blah. And you can say, yeah, everything's fine. Everything may not be fine, but you know that that interaction is not meant for you to divulge your darkest, deepest secrets. You know. You have to also know that you have a core group of friends or people you love and trust that you can talk to about everything. Then you have a little outside group that you can talk about most everything. And then you have a group that you work with or you interact with that are they know about you, but they may not know everything. And that's okay. <laughs> what happens is when people try to make your inner group, everyone. And then you don't have the time to develop actual meaningful relationships. So you just hit and go. Oh, well, I need to tell them something cool. Oh, did you know I like sword fishing? I don't well, even know what sword fishing And the people means. in your inner core are being neglected. Yeah. You, you sacrifice quality you are, over quantity. You are giving time to people that maybe don't require that amount of time. And you're taking it away since it's finite. You're taking it away from other people who do need it more. And uh, those relationships are, are underdeveloped, right? The, the other thing I think that chameleons do a lot of times is they, since they're so desperate to just blend in and have you like them, is that they, they lie. A chameleon in real life is a liar. I'm pretending to be this rock or this tree or... This sand. And so I'm lying about what I really am to protect myself. And so they'll come to you and they will lie to your face. And the problem is it's usually over the most petty nonsense. And it's so obvious. 
but it, it's so obvious that it almost feels cruel to call them out on it because you know that they need this lie. <laughs> and if I call them out on this lie, it's just going to destroy them because if they feel the need to go this far and to lie about such a petty thing, then they're desperate. And if I just call them out on it, that's not true. That's a lie. You don't have season tickets to the Lakers, the Lakers. ground level, right behind. You don't have that. That that you don't. You don't, you've never been to a Lakers game. Then it's like you just wrecked them, right? And so you're like, oh, that's cool. You just play it off, and even though you know it's not true, you just kind of go with it. And I think that's the part that bothers me the most. I I really try to be honest and genuine with people that I I care about and that I love. And when they come and they say things like lies like that to me and I have to pretend like it's true, that bothers me the most. Because I just want to be like, you know, it's okay that you don't have season tickets to the Lakers. Actually, I don't think any less You're of the you. one that brought up this topic to begin with. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need you to have anything. But I, I like you. I, where, and where I see chameleons the <laughs> most is like at social gathering things, either oh, family gosh. gatherings or social things. And you have groups of people that maybe are forced to do something that they actually, it's more like a tradition, like we have to do this. And they come with the same five stories they've told since the beginning of freaking time. <laughs> and they forget that you were there to hear those five stories. And, and it's, and so I think for me, it's just like, what we don't have to talk we can just sit here quietly but that's but that's weird for people so and so they start fabricating things oh you know i i used to know somebody who used to work at dugway and we actually spilled chemicals and, and while we were spinning we were scrubbing the floor and we saw that there was an alien food foot and then that foot it was twitching and so we asked questions and they took them all out so oh, you wonder what the government's actually doing they're like i would like to uppercut you right now you know? so i i've mentioned this before do you think more now than ever social media has a huge part in us being chameleons yeah because of our outward appearance on what we post we only want to post the best of us, right? The majority of the time. Most people. We want to show, hey, everything's good with me. And here's some highlights. It's, I think it's like that, but I think it's a popular thing to whatever becomes popular then you do the unpopular thing about that popular thing. And then that unpopular thing becomes the popular thing. And then you have to do an unpopular thing to, to fall out of <laughs> so the lost. <laughs> no, it's like, remember all of the doctored uh, beauty shots that people would post? And then they became popular say, oh, here's my no makeup shot of the day. But then you're like, that's still doctored. So you receive criticism or you don't want to be fall into... The, the herd of people, how they do things. So you do something else, but it's basically the same thing. You know? You're, yeah. The, the question with social media is who the, who, the, who the heck is your audience? Okay? Are you trying to get as many likes from as many people as possible? Or, because for me, I just use it friends and family. They can see stuff. 
I don't go on there to make political posts. I don't try to do the weird things. I mostly show food, kids, and, and do but that. but look at the blending factor of a chameleon. We try to blend in. Isn't that what likes are on social yes. media? Yeah, it's a way of saying I like that, but I also like that, but I also like that. You're trying to cover all your bases. Yeah, I support it's, this. It's a lot easier to do on that. social media than to have to sit in a room and tell someone I like that. Oh, really? What do you like about that? Oh, crap. Yeah. Well, because you know, because uh, I, I think like that it's blue. Well. That has nothing to do with it. Okay, crap. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's almost like that thing we were talking about a long time ago where we're saying people want to give an answer right away. They don't want to take the time to think about something or they don't want to voice that they don't have an opinion. Because now if we find found a group and we say, hey, we're going to be the, the National Society for helping dolphins be rehabilitated from Eastern West Nile sea currents or something. And then if you don't join that, he's not reading that. Then, from you're, <laughs> then you're saying, oh, they know you don't care about dolphins, you know, by not saying something, you are saying something. Then the mass, then the, the group of all the lemmings will look at you and say, why are you being a lemon like us? That means you don't like what we like. That means you like the opposite. See, and I that get, means you're I the get in trouble you're the from that a lot because I like to sit and wait and study it out. Before I actually make any kind of comment or anything, but by the time you make that comment, it's moved on. I, like, and I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so thankful <laughs> that it is done, and I don't have to do anything. So yeah, I try to fly it under the radar because of that. But yeah, you get in trouble by not saying something a lot of times. How would you one? How would you say you need to? What would? What do you have to do to avoid being a chameleon yourself? And how would you tell someone you like? Because you you know, you know, chameleons or when they act that way, they're not always like that. But when they act that way, how do you confront that to be able to say, you know what, friend of mine? You know, I mean, I would just straight out and say it. I'd be like, hey, the more you act like that and I know you're really not like that, the more I'm going to punch you in the face and we're not going to be friends no more. <laughs> But how would you do that appropriately and non-violently, maybe? I think in yourself, to avoid becoming a chameleon, you need to find ways in which you value yourself, your thoughts, your input, just as much as that of others. And not trying to mimic others, but trying to say, where do I stand? And that, that has value in and of itself. Whether people agree with me or not does not matter. Because that's how I feel and that's what I think. And it's okay to say, you know what, I do not know enough about this subject, but you've sparked my interest. I'm going to go study about it. I'm going to go read about it. I'm going to go watch this. And then I'm going to be able to have a voice in this matter. But I think too many people are too quick to say, oh yeah, this, this, and that. And it's like, instead of just saying, you know, I have no idea. I never even heard about this, but this is really interesting. I'm going to go learn about it, educate myself. So you you think that if you're being a chameleon, you're just highly insecure. You're not sure what you really believe, or you don't feel like you're in a safe environment to express what you believe. And you have to agree, or else you're the outcast. Yeah, you want and, to fit in. And to help someone like that out... If you see someone or know someone who is regularly acting that way, I think it, it's kind of more of a long game 
but you have to say, yeah, but what do you think about this? You have to kind of help them to see that your opinion has value and it may, I don't know, do you think differently than me? In what way? You know, I don't know. Try to do something to show them you matter, your thoughts matter, your likes and dislikes matter, and they can be different and that will not end this friendly relationship. You know, well, because that's what they're most afraid of. They're mostly feeling threatened or feeling like... I'm but that's violent. not an unfounded fear. So you could be creating chameleons around you, right? Sure. By not saying, you know, only, only, what, I, yeah, what, only what I'm saying is important. Walking into a room and saying, any idiot who thinks that da-da-da-da-da is By true. being a bully. Like, you are being a bully. create chameleons. You're talking over people. You're saying what they say doesn't matter. Or when they do say, say something, you're like, Psh, whatever. Just miss it right away. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know? I have this credential. Or I have well, this many years of experience. I think if you're... So I know. And then it's like, oh, then I... I think if you're in a position of authority or perceived authority, like formal authority in a workplace or perceived authority in society and social aspects, you need to really check yourself that you're not a bully and that you are literally soliciting all the points of view as possible. And then you yourself as a person who knows that you have low self-esteem or you're not very comfortable, you don't feel safe, you need to really find yourself, you know? I, I think also if you're an authority over a group or... If you know that you're the popular one or that has the voice the majority of the time in that group, you need to find those people who are not speaking up and actually reach out to them and say, hey, seriously, what do you think about this? And start bringing them up and showing that their voice matters. Yeah. The, the terrible thing is right now, especially politically, as a country, we don't agree on many things. And as soon as we don't agree with someone, we dismiss those people. We dismiss that other side, that point of view. We act as if this this side is the only side that matters. Which then, there's a lot of people, a lot, who don't really know what's going on anywhere. <laughs> mm. And they're just following into camps and chameleoning themselves out to what group they feel more comfortable with. You know? Which, which I think that's why one interesting perspective I've heard is that the extremes are actually leading the country the extremes of both sides because the majority of the people in the middle are not actually have the courage to stand up to those bullies because that's what they are. They're bullies. You know? If you if you find people coming up to you a lot and acting like chameleons towards you, either they're lying to you to make themselves look better or they're just not being genuine and you, you know more information than they're giving and so you know that they're not being genuine... They feel threatened by you in some way. Chances are they feel threatened by you. Maybe not that you're going to hurt them or something, but in in some way they feel like they have to appeal to you. So the best thing you can do for that person is to just show them, you don't need to worry about me. I'm on your side. You know, I... To not be a bully. I can be friendly with you. It's all good. You don't need, you don't have to sell yourself to me, you know? It's all good. We can we can get along just fine the way we are. Yeah. And you say a threat, and a threat could be, hey, they're not going to talk to me anymore. They're not going to be my friend anymore. That could be a threat to someone, yeah. right? Any perceived threat. Any, yeah. yeah. But 
it's it's also incumbent on you when you start to detect it in someone to say, ah, for some reason this person feels like they've got to sell themselves to me. For some reason this person's got to feels like they need to upsell their their characteristics or their behavior to me. They're feeling threatened by me somehow, and I need to dispel that however I can. So, Fila, you don't need to talk so much around me. I'm good like with you being silent. I like talking. <laughs> my information. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, also, check out the links on those social media sites. We have a new website with an episode library where you can go and read descriptions and listen to all the different episodes that we've produced so far. So thanks for listening. Go ahead and share this with people um, and discuss it among your friends, among your family, whoever you want. They have really good eyes. I would like to uppercut you right now. <laughs> Where did my friend just go?